Let's do this. The Cult of Hockey podcast by the faithful and for the faithful. I'm David Staples of the Edmonton Journal, and I'm here tonight with Bruce McCurdy. Welcome, Bruce. Hey, David. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And I'd like to welcome the finest and the wisest hockey fans in the world, Bruce. People who listen and read the Cult of Hockey. I talk to them uh, on Twitter every day, and I'm constantly impressed with them. Great conversations. Alrighty. We are going to be talking today about the Oilers goalie prospects, namely the top three, although we'll, we'll mention the other ones as well. The top three being um, Stuart Skinner and Shane Starrett and Ilya Konovalov, who played in the KHL last year. Bruce, um, the interesting thing about the Oilers is this. In a time when a lot, when the trend in the NHL is to go uh, away from shorter goalies, the Oilers are still one of the teams that are, are drafting uh, shorter goalies. So, <clears throat> Konovalov is six feet flat, tall. Um, Olivier Rodrigue, second round pick in 2018, six foot one. And um, Rodrigue right now is making a strong bid to be the starting goalie on the, uh, the uh, Canadian uh, U-20 World Junior Team. Uh, they also have Dylan Wells, uh, six foot two, fifth round in 2016. So of their five top goalie prospects, the magic number seems to be about six foot three and three of the guys are shorter than that. And there's an increasing tendency to go with taller and taller goalies in the draft, I won't get into the, the stats, but let's just say um, it's it's pretty rare now um, for uh, smaller goalies both to be in the NHL and to be drafted into the NHL. So, so Kevin Woodley, who is the, the expert on goalies in terms of public commentary, he writes for um, NHL.com and I think Inside Goalie Magazine, if I'm not mistaken. In Goal Magazine. In Goal Magazine. <clears throat> He, he said that there still are a number of small goalies doing well and that the future of the NHL game might favor smaller goalies. So, and his quote is, the game has never been faster or more dynamic, especially laterally. A weakness for many taller goalies is their lateral movement, which tends to open bigger holes along the ice and under their arms. So um, he was a little bit more bullish on these smaller goalies than the typically seen. So the question is, are the orders kind of out to lunch here? Or are they ahead of the curve, Bruce? Well, I kind of got both ends of the curve covered in the fact they got about three or four gargantuan guys on the uh, roster as well. I mean, they got the two in the NHL right now are massive sure fellows. And, uh, uh, of course, our, our uh, yeah, the new guy, Mike Smith, who's only six foot five, and then the massive Finn, uh, uh, Koskinen, who's six foot seven, and Shane Starrett, uh, we're going to talk about in a minute, who's also six foot five, and Stuart Skinner is also six foot four, I think it is. So it's not like they, they have no big goalies and they're just throwing their lot entirely behind little guys, but uh, now they're they sort of have both ends of the spectrum covered. Konovalov, uh, he's an interesting fellow in that he got drafted very, very late. Uh, he's a 98 birthday. Uh, same as Dylan Wells, who was drafted in 2016, and Stuart Skinner was drafted in 2017. They're 98, each 98 birthdays with Konovalov falling in the middle. Uh, 
but he's old enough and mature enough now that he's proven himself uh, to a significant degree in the KHL where he was a star goalie with Lokomotiv Yaroslavl uh, this past year playing 45 games with a 189 goals against average and 930 save percentage. I mean, those are great numbers. Mind you, the KHL uh, goalie numbers tend to be very, very good. Uh, but uh, for him to do that at basically the age of uh, of uh, 20, uh, he turned 21 in the summer. So that was his 20-year-old season. Uh, to make a, a mark like that is pretty darn impressive. So the interesting thing about this player is he's going to spend, he's under contract for two more years out there with no way out. So what he's not going to do is come over and get in the way of and battle in ice time with Wells and Skinner. What's going to happen is they're going to play out their ELCs two, two more years each in the Oilers minor league system. Well, Konovalov is parallel uh, net mining in the KHL. And my money in some ways is on him to be come out as the leading candidate in two years' time uh, to be a, a top-notch NHL goal. This guy's a real wild card, but, that, you know, uh, some of these early numbers for him at, you know, at a young age, he could be the real deal. Rookie of the year says a lot. Yeah, and Not the KHL. Bad. Yeah, and uh, Olivia Rodrigue, of course, gets to go back to junior for another year. He's back in, I think, uh, right. Well, he won the Alexei Sharapanov Award for the best rookie. That's a New York Rangers draft prospect who died suddenly uh, a number of years ago. They named the award after him. And he won a ton of goalie, goalie of the week, goalie of the month, rookie of the month. Like a whole, like he's got like 10 or 12 awards that he won last year. Eight, 10, 11 awards that he won last year in the KHL. So it's not like he was a flash in the pan that got hot for a few weeks or something. He had it going on the whole year, by the looks of this. So, uh, yeah, Olivier Rodrigue will be going back to Drummondville, where he's had mm-hmm. he's had a couple, two kind of okay, good to okay years in a row. He didn't really improve. He's been on a pretty good team those two years. Um, doesn't look like his team's going to be that good this year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with his numbers. Lost his job in the playoffs too, eh? And he, and he did. I think he got injured though. Bruce. He got hurt yeah. and he never really got better. That's what he I got understand. Got hurt and he never really got better, and he did lose his job uh, in the playoffs to to uh, an older goalie mm-hmm. uh, who came in on a trade. So we'll see with him. You know, the interesting thing um, to move over to Wells for a second is he's generally less heralded than these mm-hmm. other goalies, um, but he. At every level, he outplayed Stuart Skinner in terms of safe percentage last year, in both the ECHL and in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. You know, we don't um, we don't think of Wells as a, as a real contender necessarily. Like he's the least of the five prospects I think on most lists, well, including on our list. And it's very, very. You could throw a Wells. blanket over all five of them. There, we got a, a spade of our list there. I think it's five out of eight or something that are goalies. There's more goalies than skaters, let alone position players. You know, <laughs> it's just a big mess of goalies that we can't figure out really who's uh, head and shoulders above the rest. So uh, Wells had a 909 safe percentage in Bakersfield, whereas uh, Skinner had 879 in six mm-hmm. games. And in the East, in the ECHL, um, Wells had a 912 save percentage and Skinner had 903. So mm-hmm. 
But Skinner is a bigger goalie. I think that made an impression with us. And he did fairly well. He had a couple, at least one huge playoff game. He was good in the playoffs. For Bakersfield. And that's kind of pushed him ahead of him a, a little bit. And like you say, they're all so close. There's little to choose from. If Wells, if it had been Wells, Bruce, who had had that huge game mm-hmm. for, for for Bakersfield in the playoffs, he, he and Skinner would have changed positions. Swapped on out, yeah. Yeah, probably. And Skinner, Skinner is the younger man by about 10 months or whatever that's worth. But, I mean, when you talk about goalies, you know, you're, you're a few years out in any – like, I don't see any scenario where any of these guys – Except maybe Starrett is playing for the Oilers within the next two years. So Starrett signed for one more year, right? Yes. Now he's 25, and yes. he had a really, really good year in Bakersfield, mm-hmm. except in the playoffs. Man, he really he did not play well in the playoffs. It, it, um, it kind of came apart from a couple of big games. And, and so, so nonetheless. I, I, got a, I have a, a contrarian, an old goalie. I'm going to go to bat for him a little bit. He had a pretty good first round uh, when they beat Colorado. And then he had a great game in, in game one of the uh, second round series, but it went into four overtimes and it was, a, it was a huge long game and he faced close to 70 shots, as I recall. And both teams rested their goalie on game two, which was the very next night. But, Starrett never did get his stuff together again after that. He came back and he played poorly two games in a row, games three and four, and then they were behind the eight ball. And it was uh, So he had sort of two bad games at a bad time. But there was kind of an underlying reason. I mean, what goalie coming out of the college system is prepared for a seven-period hockey game? And yeah, and I think whatever, his, it got to him. His safe percentage, I think, this year was in the top five or six in the age yes. this year. So he was a real top drawer goalie in the AHL. Made the all rookie year. Yeah. So really, um, I'm glad that they that they're not counting on him to be the backup in Edmonton this year. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit clogged there with the three goalies, but there is the ECL, ECHL option for one of them or for two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. You know, you you'd like to see all of them get in about 50 games. Yeah. Uh, but there's how many games between the two teams, the ECHL team in Wichita and Bakersfield, there's probably that many games. games. 68 in Bakersfield. I think Wichita plays a, a more NHL length season. So there's lots of opportunities for lots of these guys to get in games. Go- NHL goalies play in the ECHL. Can they come out of that league? That's not unheard of. Not at all. It's not like at all. fairly common that they play their right. first, first pro year down in the ECHL. I mean, Devin Dubnik is one example from the order system who's gone on to become a pretty good NHL goalie now that he's out of Edmonton. So there should be enough games this coming year. Oh, you're ruining the Dubnik thing here, are you, Bruce? (laughs) Well, well, but I'm just saying, his his class was starting (laughs) the ECHL and work up, and he's worked his way up to, to pretty good. But and it's it's not it's like a lot of skaters. You look at them and they say ECHL. Yeah, no, he's probably not going to make it. But goalies, that's not that kind of a, a stain on their record. Everything was trending great until Craig McTavish said, "Yeah, I don't know if he's got to ask the question." If you got to ask the question, is that, Wonder, is that is that where that came from? That's what he said about Devin Dubnik. If you have to ask the question, it's quoted. And then all the media started asking questions. After that, 
So now we've got, of course, Craig McTavish as the head coach of our man, Ilya Konovala in, in um, uh, Yaroslavl. Well, there should be he better not there. He better not be asking too many questions about their star 20-year-old goalie in Yaroslavl. <laughs> so Skinner is a great big guy. It looks good in the net. You know, I'm. It's it's just there's so little to statistically. He did have the worst numbers of the three that were in pro hockey mm-hmm. last year: Starrett and Wells, and by quite a bit, honestly. Um, but he's got a lot of promise. He he's a fantastic major junior player. Yeah, his last year of juniors. What's the reason I've got him ranked a little higher on the list than I do Wells is that Skinner really had an extended, very hot run. Uh, where he was great in uh, WHL in both the regular season and in the playoffs uh, with uh, with Swift Current in uh, uh, 17-18. The owners are pretty well positioned. Like if there is an injury, let's say Smith or Koskinen gets hurt, it's not like Starrett's. He he could arguably challenge for the backup job this year. He's not going to because of contracts. Right. Uh, But he had a good enough year last year in the HL. He was a dominant AHL player. That's usually the definition of mm-hmm. someone who's ready for a shot at the NHL. I'm glad he's getting another year. Yeah. Got all these. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of uh, status quo for all these goalies, and we get to see a rerun of how they did of last year, and we'll get more information on each of them. Like if Wells outplays Skinner again this coming year, you'd have to say, well, he's he's the better prospect. And if neither Wells or Skinner make any headway on Starrett, you'd have to say, well. Of course, there's a bit more of an age gap there for yes. four year age gap. But you'd have to, if they don't start out playing him, you know, they, they better start out playing him. Uh, or he's going to he's gonna be the guy who's going to be the backup in Edmonton. So there's a good little battle between those three. And then there's the subplot of these two other guys, Rodrigue and Konovalov in the other leagues. And see, you know, if Konovalov has another big year, of course, he's there two years, as you say. So that's, that's off the table. But Rodrigue's coming into the scene after this year. And that's when it gets complicated mm-hmm. for at least one of those goalies you can't i don't i think you can have three guys giving him playing time but one of them's going to be kind of out at that point well and it's not going to be probably rodrigue who's the the young guy who's already who's signed to a three-year contract so no it's not going to be rodrigue uh, yeah. as i see it it's a battle uh kind of a, a stealth battle between starrett and mike smith both of whom have one-year contracts. And if Mike Smith has a so-so year and Starrett burns it up in the uh, AHL again for a second year, then next year you could see him penciled in as the uh, number two goalie in Edmonton, in which case that clears room for Rodrigue to come into the system as as a third ES, ELC-caliber goalie at the uh, minor league level. I like that, a stealth battle. And that's exactly Well, they're in two different leagues, but I mean, you can still say, well, this guy had a good year, and this guy, no, he's not good enough, he's gone. And and one of them's probably going to get punted, is what I'm coming up with. Oh, definitely. But it could be either Smith or Starrett who who gets the heat going, and and in some scenarios, they both do. But it's, um, you know, Starrett wins the job. Uh, Mike Smith is a 37-year-old guy on a one-year contract. If Starrett's says I'm NHL caliber goalie and I'm stuck in the AHL well he's stuck for one more year and maybe less than that I mean remember Laurent Brassois got stuck in the AHL while uh, Jonas Gustafsson the monster had the backup job in Edmonton and he was such a miserable fail that uh, 
Brassois was up by uh, by New Year's. So, what kind of save percentage do we need to see from Starrett to make a at least as good as last year? Essentially, he's got a yeah. You want to see yeah? No, he was just under ninety two percent last year, and you want to see the same. The same, at least the same. And if yeah. he bumps up, then he's a real contender. Mm-hmm. If he plays well in the playoffs, I mean that would have. That was the like if he had played well again if he had played well in the playoffs he'd be in our top ten in the prospects. Very yeah yeah he had a good enough year. I mean he made the all rookie team in the AHL. So yeah so so that we always judge goalies don't we? I mean I mm-hmm. do on their playoff performance because they're just so crucial to team success in the playoffs. And if you can't get it done then well you can't get it done. You're you're not an NHL goalie. So. Uh, Maybe this year he'll. Uh, this is going to be a pretty stacked Bakersfield team, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully they'll go on a good playoff run again. Wasn't bad this year. Could be better next year. All right, Bruce. Yeah. And one else? one last clue. Yeah, Konovalov. I've been having trouble with the spelling of Konovalov. K O N O V A L O V. But I've realized that he spells his name the same root word as the great. Victor Konovalenko, Russian goalie. Remember him? 60s. This is a 60s reference, our mandatory 60s sports reference. And he was a regular full-time goalie for the Soviet Union, and he played his league games for Torpedo Gorky. His entire career, 17 years, he played for Torpedo Gorky. And a ton of years in the Olympic Games and stuff, he was the Russians' number one goalie and their main man on their... Uh, on their 60, just prior to the Summit Series, but the dominant team that won the gold year after year after year, Victor Konovalenko was their guy. So maybe uh, it's just, he's from a different part of Russia, so he spells the end of his name different, but otherwise he's from the same family. So the, okay, Bruce, uh, we are now going to have a competition, <laughs> you and I, to end this podcast. Okay. Without calling up, without calling up anything on the internet, okay. we are going to name one after the other, a top player from the Soviet national team from the 1960s. Oh, boy. Anatoly Fiersov. I got Fiersov. Okay. I will go with Vladimir Starshinov. Oh, nice. Okay. I got Alex, uh, Alexander Ragulin. Big, big defender, number five. Konstantin Loktev. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Um, okay, well, I've already. Can I get, go with my Victor Konovalenko now, or do I have to reveal that the sixties? Okay. <laughs> Venyamin Alexandrov. Oh wow. Okay, you're going to win this. You're going to win. You know, the Russians, their national team came to Newfoundland of all places. They came and they toured Newfoundland, and in, in, uh, they played the Newfoundland Amateur Hockey Association teams back when I was in Newfoundland, which I put it in the late 60s. And they played the St. John's Capitals and beat them 18-1. to And they beat the Cornbrook Royals 28 nothing. I remember that score. Uh, and I listened to the game on the radio, completely sold out, St. John's Memorial Stadium. And every time the Russians scored, the PA announcer would say, uh, USSR goal scored by number 18, assisted by number 5 and number 11. <laughs> He didn't even try to name their names, so that's my excuse for not knowing more of their names. <laughs> I've read Tarasov's book. Uh, oh, yes, of course. Of the, Too long since I read it. One of the great hockey books. If you can get a copy, it's really hard to get a copy. 
uh, where he talks about all those players and Kuzkin and Davidov and on and on and on. And I think Bobrov was retired by then. Sivalad Bobrov. Um, anyway. All right, Bruce. Uh, thanks for talking. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Even as we descended into 60s Russian trivia, that's uh, part of the fun of this podcast. You're never quite sure where it might go. Yeah, it's probably going to go back to reminiscing about the 60s and 70s, though. Well, probably the 70s, because 60s are before my time. All right. In the meantime, and in between times, this has been another edition of the Cult of Hockey podcast.